Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-host, Stacey Noel Connor. This week, we're taking you inside Disaster at Burning Man. The rich kids posing as hippies can't get to their private planes. The PR spin behind Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's split, and the summer of celebrity breakups, including a deep dive into Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard from Bravo's Summer House and what their breakup means for the show. Ahoy! Willkommen! You know German makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that is why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all the trolling I'm going to do. <laughs> At least to um, you. <laughs> we're missing someone today. Our sweet little Nate. Our sweet little, little is right. Little is right. He's been the incredible shrinking Nathan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been my thin spo, my thin inspiration. Yeah. But yeah. got out I of guess, hand. Should we be honest with the listeners? Should we let them in and let them know what's going on? I think it's good, too, because we see a lot online um, wondering about people and what they're doing. And, you know, if people, if some housewives and stuff, like Erica or Kyle, or they're not going to admit it, let PCP be the ones to step forward first. And I guess you should... Tell people where Nate. Oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna let me do the HIPAA violation. <laughs> Actually, it's not because whatever. Anyway, in the vein of like you know me getting a facelift, Nathan has finally admitted that all those pictures on his wonderful social media of his walks and like his hikes, they're just a ruse. They're just a ruse to cover up for his shameful Ozempic addiction. That is mm-hmm. why he is so thin, PCPers. That is what is going on. So he is finally, he is in recovery. He is at the special special unit, Ozempic recovery unit at Hazelden. And he will be there until further notice. It's sad. It's true. I mean, sad for some. In my mind, it's enviable. I mean, you get rehab and Megathan plus a, a, like an Ozempic. I wonder if they give you like a little chip, like a coin. Like. I mean, maybe they give you a little syringe and you, and you make it like bigger and bigger as it goes on, as the time goes on. I don't know. Stop making me jealous. Everything about this sounds great. But you know, I know. I, I know. I mean, it's sad. I I came across a TikTok of ours, well, a promo of ours from Mm. like two years ago. And it truly looked like, we look like an ad. Actually, all three of us look like an ad for Ozempic. You and him especially, but Mm -hmm. the three of us look like an ad for Ozempic because we're all thinner than we were two years ago. And I was just like, oh, whoa, we all look... we look the same yet very different. And I was like, well, we talk about Ozempic so much. Maybe we've been manifesting this weight loss even more. So just by, so ladies and gentlemen, just talk about Ozempic more and talk about it in a positive yet slightly judgy way. And apparently that weight will just melt right off of you. Yeah. I mean, you guys would know if I was on it. Cause do you think that's something I'd be ashamed of no. the, the disposable income, the, the glamor drug. I mean, I would brag. I would, I want to take it just mm-hmm. so I could say I did just like with some other uh, glamorous drugs that go through your nose when I was a lot younger <laughs> and playing around in Hollywood. Um, I, I just had to do it so I could say I did it, but I haven't. I'm actually trying to just like maintain because when I was at my very thinnest, I was literally like fainting. <laughs> yeah, that was no bueno. We were we were worried you, about you. I was yeah. So um, you look no. good. You look good right now. Like this is. I feel like this is a good. Someone told right me I looked healthy. Yes, and it made I mean, me, I know um, you like to look gaunt. That's like your ideal weight is gaunt, mm-hmm. but that's when you are fainting. So, yeah, 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 I was like, so I guess they were right when they were asking if I was okay because I wasn't. <laughs> so I'm just trying to maintain. 
until I get the disposable income to catch up with Nate. And then I can't wait to podcast with you guys live from the Promises Malibu Manjaro (laughs) unit. (laughs) I'm excited too. It'll be fun. We'll we'll all be there. It'll just, we'll we'll do it on, you know, friends and family day. (laughs) Yeah. What else is happening this week? Oh my goodness. Well, um, Burning Man apparently is happening this week or happened this past weekend. I don't know. I don't go to Burning Man. I, I mean, as yeah, much as I am like, uh, you know, into like manifesting and hippie stuff and astrology and everything, I am not into Burning Man. I hate the desert. I hate heat. I hate the sand. I hate smelly people, including myself. Like, I'm always putting on deodorant. I just, I hate camping. I hate camping. Yeah. That's so no. I mean, like, we've discussed it before, like, Coachella, for example. Oh, I, I haven't disgusting. been. I, I can't even take that. And it, Coachella is much more luxe. I mean, I, it's in Palm Springs. You have resorts you can stay at. And there's Burning live music for major, for major, you know, musical acts, too. Yeah. Burning Man, I mean, whatever. Bur- people are going to be like, you don't understand. No, I completely understand. I know enough people who go to Burning Man. I completely, I've seen too many of their videos. You gotta, but you gotta watch. You don't understand. Like, you just you gotta be there. And the, the other thing about Burning Man, too, is so it's out in the middle of the, it's three hours north of Reno in the Nevada desert. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's supposed to be like this kind of spiritual thing, whatever. Well, um, yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't some down to earth spiritual hippie festival. It's for Trustafarians. Yeah. Which is what it is like my friends who've been all are very cool and they can afford to be cool and avant garde and bohemian. Cause like, I don't know. Their, their fathers have real estate portfolios across mm-hmm. West LA that they, don't mention to you that they're VPs of the holding company. Or, you know what I mean? It's yep. not, it, it's not as, uh, but they like, it's, it's these rich kids, a rich adult, man, children, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. living out some fantasy of a simple life out yeah. in the desert. It's a way to like, you know, to live out your like mushroom DMT ecstasy, whatever else like hallucinogenic fantasy, and also probably have like orgies at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's all orgies. I'm just saying I know people who go there expecting to like have orgies, and I'm like, go have orgies. Oh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sex shame anybody. Like, go do it. But it's also like. Back in the day when it first started, it was a bunch of hippies. It was a spiritual thing. It mm. was that. And now it has been commodified. It's been cap- It's been capitalized, you know, to make I, money and everything. Like, I mean, I know she's, I don't believe she's there this year, but for the past few years, Paris Hilton has been going. So if that tells you I mean, um, the demographic, it, yeah. It's, I mean, you have um, to buy these like very expensive tickets to even like drive on. Mm-hmm. To, it's an ancient lake bed. It's an ancient dry lake bed that all of a sudden got basically three months worth of rain in six hours. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's like so bad. I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. We're we're describing what it's like, but yeah. So I guess this week. It's rained out in like mm-hmm. the worst possible conditions because they're in this desert with, like you said, it's an ancient lake bed. So the 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 sand or dirt, whatever it is, has a different chemical makeup. It's not like mud in your backyard. Mm-hmm. This mud is like an acidic glue that sticks to you, and it as that dries, the new mud cakes on and cakes on mm-hmm. and it like, um, burn, it can burn your skin. It could rust metal. Ooh. And it, um, yeah, it's a weird chemical makeup, very alkaline. That's the word I learned. Um, and so 
it's a nightmare. And these people who went out to rough it for fun, for IGs, for IG stories, well, they don't have a story for their grandkids because it rained out. They're covered in this like weird nightmare chemical quicksand mud and they can't get out. And some of these people, you said they're tech bros and stuff. Some people there helicopter in or fly in in the plane. They do. It's so gross. (laughs) They do. They come in from, um, I was good. Um, last night I was doing, you can get, they have air, they have air charter service, like for helicopters from LA, San Francisco and Oakland or, um, the Silicon Valley area. Um, I mean, it isn't. You know, they're not, they're not pulling up there in 30 year old, like Volvo station wagons. It's, no. and so these people are trapped. Even their money can't get them out right now. Because no. the planes can't land because the, 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 that same nightmare mud is what makes up the runway. So. It's supposed to rain again tonight. Well, we're, because we're recording this on Sunday. So mm. it's supposed to rain again Sunday night. So we'll see what happens Monday. Yeah. Some, some people, people were so- trying to leave today and we're getting out, but the rest have been told to shelter in place. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's, I was thinking about how funny it is because we keep talking. I mean, it's not, I think a person uh, died, but um, besides yes. that. So, but, but besides that, the, Funny, ironic part, I guess, about it is people go here. It's supposed to be a communal experience. Like there's no currency. People bring supplies and share and trade. But now that they're trapped in this mud and it's a game of survival, it absolutely is the people who have the most resources who now have the most power. And it's just like the outside world. Mm -hmm. It's capitalism in there. It's all Lord of the Flies, man. It's just mm-hmm. all is Lord of the Flies. Whoever has the conch or conch, however you want to say it. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the thing. So whoever prepared the best and brought the most stuff with them. and The, the one who has Starlink. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. I learned about that this weekend. <laughs> it's a, like an emergency worldwide like satellite phone system. Oh, oh yeah. It's Elon Musk. The Ukrainian... Oh. Yeah, it's Elon Musk's huge, basically, uh, satellite internet system. And the Ukrainian uh, military has been using that to communicate between, with, between its forces. And mm. so, yeah, that's a, big, that's a big thing right there. Yeah, Starlink's huge. Yeah, and then the um, generators and the whatever it is they have. To, so, really, and then, of course, as things start to dry out, some of these people's cars will have been damaged. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's the ones who can afford to have the charter helicopters and planes start coming in, who may have extra seats, who become the most popular people in their little village or mm-hmm. hut, or what, what do you call them? Your pod? I don't, I don't You know, they have these... I don't know because I don't go there. I, I yeah. make fun of people who go there. I would die. Even if they're my I, I friends. I wouldn't last five minutes. I oh, wouldn't me last neither. the trip there. This is why I don't go. Like, I know my limits. I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. I am not built for this stuff. Like, when the when the zombie apocalypse happens, I am the I volunteer as tribute to die right away. You mm-hmm. just shoot me in the head. I'm gone. Let me go. I don't want to become a zombie, but I, I'm not going to hold anybody back because not, let's just, I'll just, Start over on a new planet. There we go. And I'll like be like you said, knowing your limits. Like it's Labor Day weekend, so I know um it's also in the Hamptons on the flip side of this, like the Hamptons classic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so being aware of my skills and limits, I could fall in the mud with like Sonia and Luann <laughs> at that <laughs> at that horse show. And that I could I could get, but You'll never see me at Burning Man. I don't even like live music that much. I mean, I know that sounds like yeah. a downer, but I don't really. I don't like crowds. Like, yeah. Or like, what if I, like, I always feel weird. Like, what if I don't know the lyrics to that song and everybody else is singing and I'm just, I don't, I get self-conscious. I don't know why. Yeah. And yeah. Like, there's just a few times when I've been like, I forget myself and I'm like, this is great. But Yeah. There's yeah, very few concerts I've been at, which is like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, 
Also, fun fact, I thought I should, this one hit me too. What are these nightmare, what are these nightmare festivals for our rich kids all about? You have Fire Festival, you have Burning Man. I'm noticing a theme and naming here and like stay away from these <laughs> fat, expensive, far flung festivals that have like some kind of fire or arson or flame in the name. It's going to burn to the ground. They're telling you right there. Pyropalooza. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Oh, my gosh. Um, yep. Like your your soul's... I, it's, it's Satan. It's all Satan. It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with Bur- the other thing, too, with like Burning Man, a fire festival I get the allure of because it was billed as like a exclusive luxury... Mm-hmm. Luxurious influencer thing, so I get they were promised like cool stuff, mm-hmm. but like fire, uh, Burning Man, like going there to downplay yourself. Mm-hmm. Give me a festival of obnoxious people owning how obnoxious they are. That's what a- I Hamptons like. Classic. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my comfort zone. I appreciate it. I encourage it. I celebrate it. But yeah. Next next mm. year, PCP at the Hamptons Classic. <laughs> I like that one. Let's do it. <laughs> what else is going on? I mean, there's like, so we have... Oh, well, we've got like breakup number 692 of the summer that apparently just yeah. dropped today. Uh, Joe Jonas and a- Sophie Turner. Yeah, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Uh, they haven't filed for divorce yet. But TMZ said that's like only a matter of time. That was, I mean, not that I follow them or anything like that, but that just kind of surprised me. That seemed to come out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. you don't hear about them too much. Granted, I'm not like a Joe Bro fan, whatever they call their, their fans or whatever. So, but at the same time, like, I would have thought that I would have like heard a little rumbling or something like that. Yeah, I get them a little not confused person to person, but they're in that same couple circle mentally for me as say like uh, Justin Bieber and Haley. Mm-hmm. Like they're those kind of so. For my first thought when I read that, I was picturing those two. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, TMZ said today, and this is what I found interesting about it, is TMZ released it saying it's only a matter of like days away and sources with sources can confirm. And the story goes on in TMZ, which is why I found it interesting. It's clearly a publicity plant. <laughs> the mm. story, if you read the story, it paints Joe almost as the victim. Mm-hmm. Have you did you read it? It's yep. um yeah, that um, what they try to say essentially is that Sophie has abandoned their two children, mm-hmm. and that for the past six months, Joe has been the primary parent. And no, while on tour, oh yeah, that, that's what's great to plug to plug his career as well. I mean. I'm not saying that you can't be a parent on tour. Actually, there's I think there's been plenty of women, female musical artists who have been on tour while mm-hmm. parenting their children. But at the same time, like, I don't. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like Beyonce, who's in L.A. this week, and she always yep. has, uh, you know, she has her daughter on stage and stuff. But this was to make it seem like Joe is a single parent who's been mm-hmm. abandoned, um, like a uh, and that the way it reads, it's clearly coming from the source. Because what I wanted here is you have to learn with these. This is how, like, say when there's a page six story about a housewife or something, the, not the housewife, her people, but also the the people at Bravo, like within the network, read these stories because they want to know who's like violating our. Who's violating our, like, uh, what's it called? Like in court? NDAs like, um, or non NDAs. Uh, confidentiality agreements or something? Yeah. And you know when they tell you that you can't talk about gag, oh, orders. gag order? Yeah. 
So even uh, the people at Bravo, they have publicity departments and stuff who read these and are like, who's violating the gag order? So what you have to read through is who benefits from this story, who's getting the most promotion out of it, and who is um, made to look the best. And this one absolutely is just straight up... It, 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 um, it made me think of the Kardashians because, you know, mm-hmm. source is close and you know that it's Kris Jenner, like literally just she, not even like a friend of it's Kris Jenner texting Harvey or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this one says, you know, the past six months, he's essentially been the only parent, even while he's on tour. And it goes on to imply, by the way, his tour is booming. His music career is great. And Sophie, on the other hand, hasn't been working that much since Game of Thrones. I mean, that's so So, Yeah, yeah. They they took a dig at her parenting, her floundering career while building Joe up. Mm -hmm. So we know where it came from. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was mean. And apparently they're going to um, file any day now. Mm -hmm. I guess that's coming. I guess it will be Joe filing. This is him setting it up. So this just occurred to me because usually it's the guy who takes the heat and I think he's setting himself up to look like the good guy, the nice guy. Well, because that's what Joe bros are. They're Mm -hmm. nice guys, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it sucks because also... Because... There doesn't necessarily have to be like a bad guy and a good guy mm-hmm. in a divorce, in a breakup. But I feel like we're so used to that. And what if he's just jumping the gun here and there is no bad guy or good guy, but now he's listening to people who are like, you have to get ahead of this. And then that mm-hmm. just fucks things up. But or maybe, maybe everything he's saying is true. I don't know. Or, you know, his the sources for the TMZ article. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. I just. It's one of those things where, yeah, you read it and you're like, oh, poor, poor Joe Jonas. Oh, yeah. that's so terrible. What a horrible person Sophie is. And it sets that foundation right there. Mm-hmm. That now um, she has to defend herself. Puts her on the defense. Yeah. That's a power move. I mean, this one was so transparent. That's why I had to bring it up. Like, sometimes I have to reread it a few times and try to like, I'll be like, okay, well, it takes a shot at this one and a shot at that one. They try to like obscure who it's coming from. This article is basically St. Joe Jonas, father of the decade, must must protect his children from the evil soon-to-be ex-wife. And mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't even realize they had two kids. I knew they had one. I didn't realize they had two either. Yeah. <laughs> I... Early on in their relationship, actually, okay, so it was back in like 2016, I worked a private event at, the restaurant's called Dominic's, but it, um, who's the younger Joe, Jonah's brother, the one who's married to Priyanka Chopra? There's um, Joe, there, Kevin is the, the lost, the, the whatever one. Nick, Nick. Nick, okay. Nick's, so yeah. So apparently Nick Jonas bought Dominic's. And he was having a private event there after the DNCE concert. And I was, I was hired along with a couple of other friends to like bartend this party. And it's actually, that's when I learned that Joe Jonas was in DNCE. I didn't know that before. Oh. <laughs> and I'd been playing their music all the time, especially in spin class. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was Joe Jonas. So, but, um, so there's a lot of people in there, but there's also all of a sudden I look up like I'm getting drinks and I look up and it's Sophie Turner, like right in my face. And I'm thinking, I know she's underage. Like she asked me for a drink and she asked me kind of timidly, but I was like, I know she's underage. And she was, she was like 19, about to be 20. So she's not 21. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but it's also a private event. I'm like, do I give her a drink? I gave her a drink. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her a drink. But that night as she was leaving that event, was like the first paparazzi pictures of her where the paparazzi knew that she was with Joe Jonas. Mm. And so, and so you can see them like it's in the rain and like, she's coming out of Dominic's and and that's what it is. And I just, I remember I was like, Oh, is there like the first night they kind of like came out as like a couple, like finally. 
stuff. You, so yeah, you, you kind of the, are like their spirit, their spirit mother. No, I will not take responsibility for that relationship whatsoever. <laughs> no, mm. because like think about it. Like she was, she was like nineteen twenty when they met, and he's like I think like seven years older than her, six or seven years older yeah. than her. So That's about you the know, math. yeah, it's like it seems like a cool age difference when you're like young, but then you get older and you're like, oh no, there's a little. But granted, famous people, I don't know, it's weird, but... You know, I wonder if one of the reasons he has to paint himself as a good guy so aggressively right now is because he's back in Jonas Brother mode. And mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers are more wholesome. Mm-hmm. He had a bad boy, he was supposed, he painted himself as like the bad boy of the Jonas Brothers for a while when yeah. he was in DNC and stuff. And da- he dated Gigi... Hadid. Oh, yeah, I he think was so. he was he was on Beverly Hills Housewives briefly. Yeah. Um at a David Foster event. Um so I mean so that was his, so now that they're they have a tour to promote as as the article made clear mm-hmm. he has to keep to his fans which is they have this image of them as these wholesome brothers. Mm-hmm. And so yep. They're like the anti-Biebers in that sense. <laughs> they are. Bieber's supposed to be Bieber's supposed to be the the bad boy of the boy band white tween era, you know. Fucking Bieber. My gosh, dude. Well, they're still they're still married. They haven't broken up yet, but Yeah. There's I'm, still time I, in the summer of breakups. Yeah. And I'll explain what, why in is, a second. I was going to say, like, what's like, I mean, so many have fallen apart. I wonder what's in the air. It's Venus retrogrades in the air. Yep. Venus retrograde. So let me explain. Some people already know about it. Some people are already up on their stuff. And, and so then you can skip through this a little bit. But Venus retrograde, the planet's Venus, looks like it's going backwards in the sky. But it only does this about every, uh, was it? about every 18 months or so. So about every year and a half to two years is kind of, it's not, changes a little bit. So it's going retrograde in the sign of Leo. So that's your sun sign there, Jordan, mm. as well as Nate's. So, it, so it's like this, it, it's the sun sign Leo. It's, you know, the, the one that's like, just think about it. <laughs> J-Lo's a Leo. Like, if you want to think about, like, a typical Leo, like, at least Sunshine, like, J-Lo's a Leo. Like, they like the spotlight on them. They like everything. So the fact that, like, so, so many celebrities, people who are in the spotlight, who enjoy being in, this, in, this, in the sunlight, are breaking up is kind of, like, not a surprise. So there's – Venus went retrograde July 22nd and ends – on Monday, September 3rd. However, there is what they call a shadow period. I don't really, I'm not really good at describing shadow periods, but basically um, it's the time leading up to it stationing retrograde like and stationing direct. It goes over so, a certain amount of degrees, basically. So like a gray area, kind of like basically, zone. yeah. Yeah, and uh, Google it, or there's a couple of things I could like throw up on TikTok for us. Um, but the shadow period is kind of like the lead up to it. A lot of people hear it more about in Mercury retrograde, but it kind of extends that time period. So I've I made a list of like all the people who so far have broken up <laughs> during this summer, and use this the shadow dates of June 19th to October 7th. So we basically still have another month of like Mm. maybe some more like major ones breaking up. But so far the sled breakups in this time period have been Britney Spears and Sam. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm really bad. Asgari maybe. Asgari. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I'm going to put Kim and Croy's second filing for divorce, you know, because they came back around. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Porter and his husband, Adam Smith, Ricky Martin and his husband, uh, Juan Yosef, Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez, Sofia Vergara, Joe Manginello, another one I can't pronounce, uh, Natalie Portman and Benjamin Milliped, uh, Caitlin Bristow and Jason from The Bachelorette, 
Corey Feldman and his wife, her name is Courtney, um, Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill and her husband Grant, Kiki Palmer kicked Darius Jackson to the curb. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina Knowles and her second husband, Richard Lawson, um, uh, Latin superstar Rosalia and her boyfriend, Raul Alejandro, uh, Justin and Sophie Trudeau, prime minister and first lady of Canada. Pete mm-hmm. Davidson and his latest girlfriend of like a couple of months, whatever. And Bella Hadid and some Mark guy that she's been dating for two years. I don't know. Um, and then the most even latest one is uh, Carl Radke and Liz- Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I kind of skipped over because my brain is, t- my brain has been in complete mercury retrograde mode. Like it's, I'm having a hard time talking like, teaching class, like I have just lost it completely at times. Like I got off a four count and I could not get back on. And I just was like, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, guys. I apologize. But Venus retrograde, when it's going backwards, it, you, breakups tend to happen, but you also tend to, sometimes lovers will come back more so than in, in Mercury retrograde, like lovers will come back. You also might get back together with an ex that you broke up with during Venus retrograde. Um, money might, you might spend a lot more money because Venus also rules money and like beauty, things like that. They say not to try anything new beauty wise, like don't get plastic surgery during Venus retrograde. Don't try out like Let's say you've never done Botox before. Don't try Botox or fillers during this time. If you already do them, then go do them. Um, if you want to try yeah. like a new hairstyle, don't necessarily try it. I mean, granted, hair grows back, except for in your case. But like, <laughs> <laughs> this is actually good because I have to. I don't know if I mentioned. I have to like postpone these veneers I want. Like, yep. I had to find a new uh, surgeon or whatever. See, you wanted to do something to beautify yourself, but then you found out it was going to be way more money. So it, it, it's twofold oh, it for you. Double. It, it was both like your looks, but then also the money that what was promised wasn't real. Like they promised it was yeah. going to be kind of this much. And then when they gave you the quote, it was way, not just a little more, it was way more than tens of thousands more. Like yeah. it was like, it was like outrageously more. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, no, I'm finding a new one. Yeah, everyone was like, he's upselling you way yeah. too much. Yep. And but yeah, like, so that's the thing. It was I'm so I'm not trying a new beauty thing. No, not till after. Now. Like, I mean, not at least for another couple of weeks. I would say like you could start during the end of the shadow period. Like so, but I would give it. You never want to s- start or sign something on a day that a planet stations either retrograde or direct because that's when it's like mm. full fuck up mode basically <laughs> like and but yeah by the time people are getting this venus will be out of retrograde but we're still feeling the effects of it so if you also sometimes though i will say this i wouldn't be surprised if we say several of these couples get back together because a lot of mm. times breakups that happen during a venus retrograde these couples will come back together um, so some of them, so Kim and Coy might come back together again. Uh, okay. you know, when you they know, find out neither of them can afford a divorce attorney, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're going to have to go to we, the people or whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So, and there's, do you think, levels. um, what do you think about, um, circling back to summer house? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Carl and Lindsay? Do you think they can get back together or? I mean, I don't know. I have lots of opinions and I'm sad. I, I'm sad to see them break up mostly because I don't like that girl, that other girl. What's her page page. <laughs> she irritates me. She irritates me deeply in the way like Stasi towards the end. Mm, yeah. Me, yeah. Where I'm like, your whole thing is like, you're too good for this show. Where where would you be without this show? I wouldn't mm-hmm. even. I barely remember your name now. I'd never know it before. Like so, I just something about her irritates me, and this must be giving her so much satisfaction. Yep. Well, also to quote my friend, I Alexa, agreeing with Kyle Cook was not on my bingo card for 2023. But, mm-hmm. like, I, this is the thing. I have a lot of opinions about 
about their breakup. However, some of them I don't want to voice publicly yet because we're also just getting bits of information about what happened. And I'm going to say mm. this, and this is neither pro, pro Carl, pro Lindsay, anti Carl, anti Lindsay. We also have to remember like a lot of the stuff that's coming out right now is about how Lindsay is blindsided and about how, um, you know, the, the cameras picked up. He just did this in front of cameras and everything like that. Let's not forget Lindsay works in PR. So just mm. like you were talking about with Joe Jonas getting out ahead of the breakup with Sophie, like I could see that, you know, Lindsay has her ability to get ahead of some of this stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm not saying that these, that these stories are incorrect. And I'm not even saying that she's necessarily doing that, but I'm just saying I want to take more time to hear more about what happened because also second point is that, People are already criticizing Bravo slash Carl for having cameras there for this breakup. Mm -hmm. Yet how much over, especially the past like six months, has it been like something happened? Andy, pick up those cameras or like, yeah, we've got to get this on camera, blah, 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 blah. Like Scandaval happened months after cameras went down on VPR. This right. breakup is only happening like a couple of weeks after cameras went down on some. I was else. about to ask you when did I'm not sure when camera. I mean, or I'm actually, I don't even know if they're down media. because usually they end up over over Labor Day. Because this, because yeah, I was gonna say right now the traditional Hampton season ends mm -hmm. this weekend. I went. Yeah. Now here's something. I wonder if Carl, because yeah, normally so the Hampton season ends this weekend, mm -hmm. you know, the, and they film through the summer, summer house and I, Labor Day would be the big blowout. Yeah. But I want, so what I'm the season finale, I'm wondering if this breakup developed or like their issues developed over the summer or if he was saving it for the big finale. I mean, if he was saving it for the big finale, then you're you're a gigantic douche. Like that's mm. super mean to do that because absolutely not. I will always, I will always commend somebody for ending an engagement because it's much easier to end an engagement than a marriage. And I think if we're willing to tell women all the time that like you could be walking up the aisle and if you don't want to do it, we can turn right back around that we should be able to say the same thing to men. If you're not mm -hmm. feeling it, like there's never a good time to end an engagement. Look, let's just get that out of the way. There's never a good time to end an engagement. There's never a good time to break up. Like you'll always find something. So mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. But if it was something like premeditated, like as a way to, bring drama. I, also, I just don't think that Carl's that smart to do that. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think he's like that calculated in that sense, like that he would think that. I, I don't know. But I, I do think though, because some people are like, you know, sources are like, they're so happy and and the bridals, bridal showers just happen. And, you know, there's all this flowy language between the two of them on, on the socials, you know, babe, babe, mm -hmm. how many times, how many times have we seen friends of ours who seem to have perfect relationships, even in person that we never see really fight. All of a sudden we find out that like he's effing his secretary and she's an alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're hiding everything. I mean, I swear, usually the couples who are the most vocal on the, their socials and talking back and forth and almost basically having their entire relationship in public are the ones that tend to like disintegrate the well, fastest. Yeah, like as a rule of thumb, it's the it's the couple, especially because this is this is like two levels for them. They just as a couple using social media, but also as a public couple mm -hmm. with reality TV where they're selling their personal lives. It's interest in their personal lives. It's, um, it's the couples who are the most, like you said, the most vocal, the most, um, the most PDA for cameras with issues going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the, like we, we seem to find that like with like housewife couples and stuff. The mm -hmm. one, I mean, don't want to say it, but uh, look, Mauricio and Kyle were all over. I never mm -hmm. saw it coming. I thought I bought from what I saw over the years before this on TV. It was like, they are that solid. Look how much they love each other. And they're, 
they're the ones having issues or, you know, the ones who make these big gestures and have to, are they, are they proving it to each other? Are they proving it to the public? Mm-hmm. And the- we, we don't know what kind of fights they're having when they're at home in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. There's not a camera in there like there isn't yeah. the house in, in the Hamptons like that can catch those fights. And we're only seeing those fights. We're seeing little bits of those fights that, that are edited down. Mm-hmm. So we're not seeing their real... Well, Summer House is very is a very small slice of life there mm-hmm. too for these for these couples. I mean, same thing goes for for Kyle and Amanda too. Like we're only seeing certain slices, and good mm-hmm. or bad. So I I just go, you don't know what's going on in these people's relationships, and I think it's easy to attack one or the other. And I just kind of want to wait. Like there's, I have certain opinions about things, but some of those are just my opinions that are based on like. Uh, my past with certain things. And I don't necessarily think it's like, ironically for a person with a lot of judging opinions, I'm like, I don't think I want to put that out there just, just because, do you know what I mean? Cause I want to know more. I just want to know more so that I can like make a better informed like, opinion. Something like I'm not super invested in summer house. I watch and I follow, but I mean, Paige annoys me, but that's just mm-hmm. like, she probably reminds me of someone for it. But like, I don't, it's not like you don't see me tweeting endlessly and having no. strong opinions. So I'm watching it more as an observer trying to piece it together. And also the something I thought about with this and like the cameras having to be up for it is these people and their their stage career on the show is that they've given up a lot of outside career and mm-hmm. this is their income this is their support so like vanderpump rules or these shows where they shift away from their job and the show becomes their life like mm-hmm. how much of the show and pleasing Bravo and getting ratings and deals played into their idea to get engaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, honestly, you don't, I he, mean, there's, go ahead. Well, you know, like my, the first thing my mind goes to is, um, did they show him ring shopping on the show? I can't remember. I remember Actually, Kyle I- ring shopping. I don't remember because exactly. I know I remember him showing the ring to Kyle and like and then talking about it. This the one thing I will put out there is that first of all, Carl was in his first year of sobriety, and mm-hmm. they always say that you should not be in a serious relationship during your first year of sobriety because you're really trying to figure out who you are. And and if Lindsay, in my opinion, Lindsay should have kept not drinking. If she was going to be like, you have to really be, if you're going to be a response, if you're going to be drinking with a sober person, you have to be a responsible drinker. And I think she shows us that she is kind of, she gets angry when she gets drunk a lot of times, at least Mm -hmm. what we're seeing on camera, what we're seeing on the show. And I don't think that's helpful to somebody who's trying to get sober, but I think it's on both of them. Like he, I'm not saying he should have been strong enough, but it's like, I wonder if his sponsor was like, do not get in this relationship. Do not get in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And also then you have, you know, friends saying it like Danielle saying it's too fast and then being accused of not being a good friend just for vo- voicing an opinion about their relationship when they've mm-hmm. been a good friend. There's other things that Danielle did that I was like, oh girl, stop. Yeah. But- that that was when that's actually what drew me the most in this show recently. Last season, Danielle spiral. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, like, like there's some I stuff I was just like, what? And and I agree. Like she was projecting her own problems with mm-hmm. Robert onto like them. However, she was right about certain things. Just because sometimes somebody's projecting their issues onto you doesn't mean that they're wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like it's why I don't think that, like I said earlier with Joe and Sophie, there's not always a bad guy and a good guy. Sometimes both people fuck up. You know, sometimes both people are not, th- not that they're all both bad, but sometimes like, I just don't think that Carl and Lindsay, in my opinion, were ever going to completely work until they both had had yeah. more work on themselves and neither one of them were at that place yet. Maybe they could work if they were more healed. We're never all completely healed, but if they were more healed, that then they could work, but they don't have that mutual place of being healed. Yeah. 
And there's a feeling of superiority coming from Carl at some, sometimes that, you know, he was better than them because he wasn't drinking. And I think that's something that sometimes happens when you are in your first couple of years of sobriety, because you're trying to like calm that mind of like, no, I'm better than my drinking. I'm better than this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's again, projection there, but it's not necessarily, you know, wrong, but yeah. Because yeah, I'm Trying to process, like, the, like when I asked about if he showed the ring shopping and stuff, because I'm trying to figure out how lucrative this engagement was to them. Because part of me thought, I think he paid maybe, for his ring. I don't think he it like was he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because usually they show like uh, ring shopping and stuff. Even though they give you a, they show the purchase. It's like I'm comparing this show to Vanderpump Rules. Those yeah. rings. They always go to the same jeweler. There's a reason for that. The ring is free. And um, I'm just trying to think like as a motive for their, because I never saw a huge spark between them. Like in the way, you know, they kind of reminded me of Tom and Sam, not Sandoval, Schwartz and Katie. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, how much are they going to milk this relationship out of the show and Bravo? And so I'm just trying to think of like, I'm looking back at their posts, like the parties, even the, the showers and the engagement parties, how much of that was sponsored? How much, you know, it's, it's a business. And so I wonder how, how's it going to move forward next season? You can't summer with your ex. (laughs) I mean, that would be Never mind. We're not dealing with the real world. We're dealing with a show where you're for. Yeah. Yeah. I was being naive there for a second. Yep, that's exactly what we're dealing with. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, there have kind of on on Bravo, but off of Summer House, people have been they're they're like Bethany's been quiet for a few days. Like it's been so nice, but like what's gonna happen Tuesday when she comes back from like the Hamptons? Oh god! Although I was talking with my friend who also works in. Uh, reality TV casting, and we were talking because we were talking about Bethany's reckoning, and and I was, uh, I'm like, how do I bring this? How do I like bring this in? Right, uh, I, you know, like because a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, especially like thinking about the the Rachel interview and like reading like comments and like talking about like how Bethany, you know, implying or talking about basically how everybody's been so mean to Rachel and, and how Raquel. Yeah. people aren't like, well, she wants to go by Rachel now. So now it's mm. like, whatever that people aren't prepared for what happens to them on these shows and da, 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 da. And I was like, well, but part of that is also us, the audience that when they're on these shows and because of social media, we're keyboard warriors, we're podcast warriors, we're YouTube warriors, and we come out with these opinions and we talk about them. And some of them can be really harsh and can be really mean. I mean, look, I no exceptions I here. Like, <laughs> I, but I'm, but I I'm just saying no. <laughs> it's that if, if we're going to start pointing fingers really hard at like TV shows, like networks and studios, I think we also have to point the finger back at ourselves too sometimes and go, what are we saying to these people when we're judging them so harshly? You know, this feels like stuff. an attack on Don Gunnison no. and Lee. I'm joking. No, no, because you know the people who are telling people to like go and kill themselves, or that oh, they're like yeah. a whore. Like I'm talking about the really nasty stuff. Like I'm like yeah. not the not the tongue in cheek stuff and things like that. Like people will say really nasty things, and especially more to the women than to the men. Like women get it way way harder on this. So it's like, I see the ones like take away their kids and yeah. like crazy. I'm like, where, the, how did you jump from a dinner party? You didn't like to their families need to be taken. Yeah. from them. Like, like, how can you think that if somebody saw that, that, that wouldn't affect them, you know, I mean, some people can laugh it off, but if you're keep seeing that like time and time again, so us as an audience, we too, the things that we say and put out there, can also have a, an effect on an, a reality performer's mental health too. So, you know, there's only so much that, that, the, that the television, that the production company and the network can do because they already get psychologically evaluated. A lot of people mm. do not pass psych evals 
So you have to already think that like a lot of people already coming on the show are relatively psychologically sound. So what are, what then is like between the show and between the audience reacting to stuff, what's breaking them? You know what I mean? And it can be a combination of both for some people. It's, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners are those, the abusive people, but in a way that kind of makes the abusive people feel kind of empowered. Like, cause you know, here's what I, um, some of these people like really want, you know, that's how Twitter and Instagram works and stuff. You're hoping you're kind of casting a vote for the next season of the cast or whatever. So hearing they're actually getting to them, um, Maybe they'll be more gentle, but I don't no, know. I don't, I don't know I don't what thrill. So. I don't. I think the. I think that actually kind of encourages trolls, and mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Not that there are any here among us. No, Don Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> when it, when are when is visiting days for Nate? Apparently, the therapy circle there listen to the podcast and so the kind of things we talk about are exactly why people are (laughs) in these situations so they don't think much like carl and stuff they think nate needs some time away from us (laughs) speaking of responsible comments and the damage they do to people Oh my gosh, it's true. So at least I think for the first 30 or 90 days, that's the game. Oh no, we're going to lose listeners then. They're going to be like, oh, we want Nate back. (laughs) Sneak him in a setup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll set him a cake and it will have like a little like mic pod thing. Exactly. Starling. Starling. Oh my gosh. Well, you know. Like we're holding him hostage in our like, if you want Nate back, here's what you have to do. You need to like, share. You need to rate, review, like, share. Follow. Follow the Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Oh, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe, and follow. God, it's only um, been a year. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, rate, review, subscribe, and follow. Make sure to make sure to share with your friends, family, therapists, um, life coaches. But also head over on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Um, on Twitter, we're at Pretty Corrupt One. And then on those accounts, of course, you could find our personal ones. Please let us know if Nate's been active because. We didn't send him the Starlink, so I don't know who did. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he just blocked our number. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. He'd, he would do that. They haven't taken away his phone. They've just taken. They've just. They have, they've only restricted his access to us <laughs> for his own good. Well, they're smart people. <laughs> well, who wants to say goodbye? Ofida Sane. Oy vey. <laughs>